not the healer. Nobody is the healer. We facilitate healing through divine healing that flows through us and we help to direct it. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. All right. Thank you so much for joining. This is Into the Light podcast. I'm your host, Adina Movana. This is podcast episode one. Today we have Margaret Bryant. She is an energy oracle. And we are here to talk to Margaret about all things quantum energy healing, ascension, everything with the divine feminine, divine masculine energies, all kinds of maybe negative energies and entity problems that people might have. So we are so excited to have you on the show, Margaret. How are you doing today? <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Thank you. you. Know, we're just talking about my most favorite thing. So when I could talk for hours about this, <laughs> as you well know. So yeah, um, I'm just really excited to the more people that we can get information out there, the better off we'll be. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. And the first thing I was wondering, because I know we just kind of said you're the energy oracle and I know you specialize particularly in quantum energy healing. And I know that some of the people who I talk to, you know, from my kind of spiritual and religious background, being Muslim, we have not heard a lot about this stuff. <laughs> so I'm curious if you could just maybe give us a little bit of an overview how you would describe quantum energy healing, you know, maybe a little bit about what got you into this work and a little bit about what it is that you do. Well, it started out, I knew as a child, I wanted to be a doctor and I was not going to go to school to be a doctor all that time. That did not interest me at all. And I, different things in my life started happening where I was working in the um, medical field. Uh, when I was 14 years old, I started working in pharmacy. My parents opened up a drugstore in a small town in Maine, started working as a pharmacist tech. Mm -hmm. I started reading my stepfather's pharmacology books at eight years old. Wow. Mm -hmm. From there, I went into doing some home health care. I went to college to be a court stenographer and we had to do medical terminology mm -hmm. because you have to do medical um, dissertation uh, dictations. So I got into the medical terminology and doing the medical transcription and all of a sudden, boom, I was off on that. So I wound up working in the doctor's office doing medical transcription, worked into medical billing which actually gave me a huge knowledge of medicine. Yeah, medical background. Different symptoms, 
symptomatology, blood tests that would be run, different diseases, because I did uh, transcription for an internist. So, you know, that he just covered everything. So I learned a lot. And then circumstances in my life took me to New York City. And I first thing I did was I took a Reiki class within a couple months of being there because where I was living in Maine, it really wasn't available. I took Reiki, my first Reiki class, all of my abilities started opening back up again because I had shut them down when I was a child. And I don't know, I think I was in like Reiki 2 or Reiki 3 when medical intuitive quantum healing class was introduced to me. Mm. And I jumped on that right away. My biggest push, one, was to heal a lot of things within myself. And of course, I wanted to help people, but I knew I had to do work on myself. But my biggest push was realizing that in doing the quantum energy work, that not only was I clearing myself, but I was clearing my son, my grandchildren yet to come, my nieces, my nephews, my entire family. And, you know, being a mother, that was that was the driving force. Right. So I I got into the quantum healing. After that, I took uh, after I finished those courses, went all through Reiki, became a Reiki master teacher. I didn't stop there. I became interested in all different types of modalities. So I am formally trained in a lot of modalities. I also became an ordained minister. Mm, yeah, interfaith work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, inter- an interfaith minister. And here I am. And now I'm in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have you straight live from Egypt. I forgot to mention that. So thank you. And I guess you're doing energy work there. I hear a little bit about some of the the grid yes. work and you're near, near the pyramids and the temples, right? Well, I'm actually kind of in between Cairo and Luxor mm-hmm. in Hergata, but there are grid lines here that I'm sit upon. I do grid work. I do a lot of planetary work besides personal teach, um, helping people individually and teaching as well. So yeah, I'm here in Egypt. I wasn't sure why I needed to come to Egypt. And then I was like, no, I don't need to go to Egypt. And then they dangled a bonus in front of me <laughs> in, in the in the frame of a boyfriend. Oh, and um, so helps. they were like, oh, yeah, she'll go now. <laughs> that, that'll do it. That'll that'll get us there. Nothing like that. Yeah, the divine yeah. feminine, divine masculine. That's what makes us tick. Yeah, yes. that was a that was a great introduction. So I heard a couple things that I want to ask you. You know, your background sounds really great, especially coming from you know medical practitioner, nursing, high level of education and understanding of you know medical science, really. And you know, we because we when we talk about quantum energy, it's it's moving us into this world of you know the metaphysical kind of unscientific woo-woo, you know, pseudoscience, right? It actually is quantum, quantum healing actually is um, now become, which was around for a long time and now is starting to get backed by science. 
Yeah, that's I've learned um, that a little bit. Can you? Yeah, it's how does that relate? Yeah, because there, we're, mm -hmm. there is no time or space, truly. And quantum physics has proven that when you get away from where you sit, there is no time or space. So one way that they proved this was they took some DNA, split it, and manipulated one piece and the other piece reacted the same exact way at the same exact time, even though they didn't manipulate it. Then they split them 500 feet apart. And there's a whole bunch of uh, research documented papers on this. They split it 500 feet, same thing. When they manipulated it over here, both of them reacted at the exact same time, the exact same way. Mm -hmm. Then they did 500 miles and, you know, they just kept going. And at distance, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, distance doesn't matter. Right. And so that, so that was sh showing that everything is connected and there is no time or space in between that. And that's that's the basis of quantum healing. Now, there's many different forms of quantum healing. A lot of it, most of it that, that I'm aware of, all of it has you use breath work, but okay. some of them, there's very formal ways of using breath work. Mm. The quantum healing that I teach, actually, I have taken bits and pieces from all of my trainings and put them together in this class and using different commands and techniques to do the work and release core issues from people. If you release the core uh, the seed thought that is what starts producing the illnesses. Okay. Yeah. Trauma, so tra right? tra trauma, trauma, mm -hmm. trauma wounds, you know, being told you're not good enough when you're a kid and in all different kinds of things, those things get held in the body and become your belief systems. Or even if you don't believe it and you just hear it and you've heard it enough, it still is in your body and will still start producing problems. So basically, it comes out here into the uh, mental body. It comes in the etheric. Then it comes into the mental body, moves into the emotional body, then into the physical body. The emotion you're starting to feed emotions to it comes into the physical body, and then it will start manifesting mm -hmm. as a physical anomaly. Right. Physical affliction and mental also, we have yep. just mental yes. health afflictions. Yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting kind of, you know, way to look at how we get sick, <laughs> physical illnesses. So I know a little bit about your work, you know, sounds like you have great experience, you know, healing, healing people too, and getting rid of some of these negative energy entities entity, and, and bodies, you know, can you tell me a little bit about how you know, what is the, what is the, the healing that you see that you help, you know, your clients with? Um, the thing that I love about quantum is it's called what I call one and done. Yeah. When someone comes to see me for certain things, we will address them. And when they come back three months, six months later, those things are gone. It's for something else. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a bandaid fix or a feel good type of thing. You come in, we get the work done, or we do, I do most of my work online, get the work done, and it, it's done. 
it it may happen instantaneously and it may take a couple of weeks to play out, but usually it's really very fast. So you go after the seed thought and you remove that and then you can start to remove the disease processes uh, and the physical symptomatology that goes along with it. But you must get that seed that started it or everything else is a Band-Aid fix because the seed's just going to keep growing, just like a dandelion. If you don't pull the whole root out of that dandelion root out of the ground, it's going to come again. Yeah. It's, it's the same, works the same way. So quantum healing, sometimes someone will come and they'll have many things to work on. And so it could take, you know, two or three sessions mm -hmm. to be able to go through all of it. And then basically that's it. Then they'll come see you, maybe call you again in six months. But I'm at a point in my life, and I know that there are a lot of other healers out there. Let's just get it done. <laughs> Stop playing around and putting these Band-Aids on and ripping the Band-Aid off and putting another one on and, and doing all that. I want someone, when they come to me, I want to be able to help them. And then you're done. Right. So yeah, you, you uh, said this, it's like the Reiki versus quantum is like, uh, what do you say? It's like a kindergarten versus a PhD. You're, ac you're accessing different, le different levels of energy. So okay. I love Reiki. Reiki's where I started. I do teach Reiki. It's a great modality to help you learn about energy and movement of energy and how to start mm -hmm. uh, getting the, the divine energy to flow through you because you are not ever using your own energy. I'm not the healer. Right. Yeah. Nobody is the healer. We facilitate healing through divine healing that that flows through us and we have to direct it. There does need to be a person down here in on the planet in 3D, 3D energy field to bring that energy down through. Now, can can the divine, can God come through, Allah come through, creator come through and just provide a miracle and heal somebody without a human being involved? Absolutely. But guess what? The humans aren't gonna aren't gonna believe it happened because somebody didn't help them do it. Somebody didn't give it to them. Somebody didn't do it for them. Someone didn't lay their hands on them. There wasn't another human involved. So there are energetic things that have to come through a human. Mm -hmm. And it's also that mindset. Mindset, that right. So the level of access of energy that you can access with Reiki is down here. And quantum is up here. And it's like being in kindergarten and getting a master's degree. Right. And people that come in that are Reiki practitioners Reiki. already, mm -hmm. or they they know about movement of energy, and then I teach them how to access this quantum, they feel it immediately. Wow. They can feel the difference immediately. And um, it's quite something to watch happen yeah and you know our teams my team and, and my students teams they're all very good at making sure that people coming in to learn have experiences that they can feel the energy they can move it their intuition is turned on like never before and they're like oh my gosh I've never been able to see before and all of a sudden they're seeing in the first class so 
what happens is the more you clean yourself out of your own baggage, the clearer you become, the mm-hmm. higher level energy you can access because you can move higher level energy through you and your own intuitive abilities open up even more, which then leads us into this whole thing of raising your vibration in the ascension process. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I was just going to ask because I kept hearing a couple different, you know, themes through what you were saying. And the first was, we kind of touched on it early on with how, when you go through this healing process, you said you started not only healing yourself, but those around us and we have a, you know, energetic connection. And so the, you know, increase of vibrational energy frequency into more elevated states. And that's also, you know, how the law of attraction is activated and all of these things. So, you know, we love to hear about these type of, you know, ways in which we can improve our energy frequency. And then this is in the ascension process. So Yeah, I was hearing you talk about healing of the trauma wounds. And then you also mentioned your mentality is very important. And then, you know, raising your own frequency and, and, you know, helping others that way. So I wanted to just, yeah, ask a little bit more about how, how that works with Ascension. Like what, what is Ascension process and what does it look like for us? Why should we be trying to do it? You know, because I'm fairly new to this whole thing too, compared to, a lot of energy in light workers. <laughs> yeah. So it's not why would you do it or, or who's going to do it or whatever. Yeah. Everybody's going to do it regardless if you're aware of it or not. Mm. How far you go with it is a choice because we do have free will. So ascension is we're not going to die and leave the planet. What we're doing is one, expanding our consciousness, mm-hmm. number one. And number two is we're clearing out these densities in our bodies so that our bodies can hold more light. Our cells have mm-hmm. photonic light in them. And photonic light is, it's being measured by scientists and it's spiking and they don't understand why. And our cells are starting to hold more photonic light and photonic light vibrates. Oh, okay. Okay. So your cells are now vibrating. This is your frequency, raising your vibration, Mm -hmm. raising your frequency. So the more of the garbage that we can clear out, our trauma wounds, our hurts, our, our untruths, our beliefs, our fears, anything of that that we can let go of. So it just becomes data. We're no longer feeding energy to it. That energy has been cleared out of our body, just like a computer. It's just data. Then now you can hold more light. Your vibration goes higher and we become less dense. Mm -hmm. That's what the ascension process truly is. So a lot of people are having what we call ascension symptoms because the earth is already vibrating in a fifth dimensional frequency, which is just a frequency. It's not another place, another Mm -hmm. space. It's just higher vibrating faster. This is scientifically proven with human resonance, right? So the earth is vibrating faster and our bodies have not learned to adjust to that. So a great way to understand that is like you go out on a boat, you're out on the boat all day and you get your sea legs and you're out there and you're, oh, okay, this is good. And you're 
having a great old time. And then when you're done for the day and you get off the boat and you get on land, you're you're walking like this. Yeah, you still feel land it. moving. All right. You feel right. like you are. <laughs> so that's the same thing that's happening with our bodies in the earth. The earth is moving and we're trying to adjust. So she's vibrating faster, shaking us up. Mm-hmm. And in that shaking, it's loosening up all that density all the in muck. our body. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And coming to the surface and th- then you get all these triggers and the triggers are good, even though they're not so easy sometimes to get through. The triggers are good because now you are aware of what you need to work on to re- remove from your system. And you don't want to just release it. You want to release and remove it. If you mm. just release it, it's going to go land somewhere else in your body. Right. So the ener- so the quantum energy healing work is where you have that extra layer of a- actually removing. Removing it. And yes. so, and, and we, you know, just, I, yeah, I, I feel, I find this so interesting because like you said, it also has to like, you, you can have memory of something, but it's like, you have to remove the color or something. You know, we do these meditations mm-hmm. where it, that's the way to kind of heal the trauma is by not just, you know, pretending it's not there, but to integrate it into your, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess on a, even on a cellular level, right? <laughs> yes. And, you know, there's many great modalities out there to do, mm-hmm. and there's great places to start. One is not the get all end all. One teacher is not the get all end all. And opening yourself up to what resonates with you, what piques your interest, mm-hmm. you know, you could sit there and say you're you're new to all of this and opening up and say, okay, dear universe, what do I need to know today? You get on there and you, you hear meditation and you Google meditation and all of a sudden theta healing's coming up in your feed and quantum healing and chakras and all of that. It's going to show up. What's for you will show up. Right. That's how we, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that is very true. That was true. It was true in my case when you appeared for me. So (laughs) thank you. Yes. The the most amazing connections are made through this work and what I do with uh, so many different people from all different walks of life and backgrounds and different in different levels of their own process some are just learning some are healers they know they're supposed to be healers don't know how or what to do with that Um, students uh, clients come to me um, you know I want to do this okay let's see where you are now and then we'll put you on a schedule of mentoring homework there may be channeled messages that come in. So everything is very individualized. Even the classes, when I teach group classes, everything will be individualized and everything that comes in will be something that each one of those students need. I have learned to uh, be able to just step aside and let the divine teach my classes. I let my spirit guides, I let all of them, okay, we're getting ready to teach and the whole group comes in, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, we have a curriculum. Yeah. There is a curriculum to follow, but 
each client session is different. Each class is different. I've never done the same thing twice. And I've been doing this since 2006 is when I took my first Reiki class. Mm. Nothing has been done twice. Wow. Yeah. Everyone has a unique affliction, I guess. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask, you know, a little bit about that because you mentioned things like homework and daily practices, daily meditations. And I was a little bit curious about, you know, where do you see the work being like most successful or, or sometimes not as successful, like when we're trying to go through our healing journey, like, are there things that we really have to, you know, do each day and it's different for everyone. And some, maybe sometimes it doesn't, you know, people, you know, I don't know, they, sometimes it works better and sometimes it doesn't. I'm just curious if you, if you have any insight into like what makes it work well. There are so many, uh, of course, everybody's different. So the one of the first things I always recommend is meditation. And the first thing you'll get, oh, I can't do yeah. meditation. I've tried and I can't be quiet. You don't need to be quiet. Listen to a guided meditation. And even when your mind starts to wander, you'll get pulled back in. Listen to a guided meditation before you're going to sleep because you'll fall asleep. The subconscious mind and the body will still react and do exactly what the meditation is instructing you to do. So starting with that and doing something, listening to that every day, listening mm-hmm. to some sort of affirmations every day. And it doesn't have to be half an hour or an hour. It can be five minutes twice a day. Right. It could be 10 minutes twice a day. The whole point is to stop, get quiet, breathe, center, and just sit still for a minute and turn off all the outside stuff. Or you could sit here and pay attention to everything outside, heighten your senses. What are you hearing? So you're sitting in the middle of New York City just a few blocks from Times Square. What are you hearing? Okay, people walking. I hear a little girl laughing. Of course, you hear sirens and brakes and cars, but what else are you hearing? Are you hearing a helicopter? Are you hearing a conversation? So it's just to slow down. You meditate every day. You don't even realize it. When you wash dishes, mm-hmm. it's a repetitive motion and you've got your hands in warm water, which will put you in a meditative state. Showers. Washing dishes. I like my showers. Showers, so. <laughs> showers especially because you, when you're in a shower, you're breathing a special way while the water's coming down over you. It will put you in a meditative state. I can't tell you how many times in it, probably everybody listening, you drive to work the same way every day. Yeah. And there are days that you get to work and you're like, oh, my God, how did I get here? I don't remember getting off the highway. I don't remember turning on the highway. How did I get here? Right. So when you do repetitive things, you enter a meditative state. So the mind, the body takes over. And the mind just gets quiet. And that's paying attention to everything else that you don't normally pay attention to. Absolutely. So meditation, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It is. It's re- And once you start thinking about that, you'll start recognizing those things. It's all about awareness. So, so you're aware that these things could ha- happen and this could be meditation. You're like, oh, my God, I've been meditating. I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so then you get excited. Um, chakra clearing is a, a chakra meditations. Learning about the chakras is the next place that I tell people to go. In a lot of yogic traditions, Hindu traditions, Buddhist traditions, there's a lot of attention on the chakras and balancing them, but they don't know, they don't teach you how to clean them out. Oh, yeah. So this is the next level, cleaning out with quantum. Yes, cleaning (laughs) them out is what's important because if not, you're just balancing all the garbage, it's still in there. Right. So, you know, these are just, these are some of the things where people can start and there's tons of great meditations on YouTube, tons of information out there about chakras. And so nobody can say, well, I can't find anything. Right. There is. It's not, it's not possible. Back when I started and when I was a kid, well, when I was a kid, (laughs) I searched for all these things and there were, there, there were books about the occult, ghosts and witchcraft. That was it. <laughs> you know, vampires. And then when I got to New York and I went into the huge Barnes and Noble in Union Square and there were aisles and aisles and aisles <laughs> of self-help book and spirituality and metaphysics and intuition. I, I sit there, I cried. I was so happy. And I wasn't so happy only for myself. I was so happy that now all of that was available for everybody else. Right. Well, we're increasing that information exponentially as we go here. And I think that's what's happening. I know for me, you mentioned meditation and uh, listening, reprogramming our subconscious mind to affect our conscious mind. You know, that's, that's where it started. I was listening to nightly meditations. And so, you know, this is all, you know, kind of, part of, you know, not only daily practices, but we go back into like, how does the, how do the healing journey begin? Where does the spiritual journey begin? You know, it starts with some little, little things and meditation is we hear it across the board, you know, where, where we Mm -hmm. really begin. So that's great. That's how we, from what I understand, start to really improve our vibrational energy frequency and, and get rid of any other like negative energy you know, entities, energy, body, bodies, and things like that. So I wanted to ask a little bit about that concept of kind of getting, getting rid of entities. Like we have what me and you have started talking about, which is people and their gin problems, right? So can you tell us a little bit about how we can understand what, a, what gin are, what the gin problems that you see? I know there's other, you know, negative energies and entities as well, but can you give us a little bit in your own words, like how, how do we understand uh, what people, when they have a gin problem, what that might look like? So there are many different types of negative entities, Mm -hmm. lots of them. They're all at different levels of frequency, just like we are. Mm -hmm. They all do different things. It is my understanding. So in um, Western t- traditions and maybe some other ones as well, we have angels and archangels and uh, ascended masters. And, you know, now everyone's talking about star seeds and 
planetary beings, all of these things, right? Right. And they're all different levels of vibration. Okay. They are energy beings and angels vibrate here, archangels here, ascended masters, galactic beings, cosmic beings. So it's all about their level of frequency. So it's my understanding that uh, gin is used as a um, all-inclusive term Mm-hmm. For all different types of energies, negative and positive. Right. There are positive, uh, positive gin and negative. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's the, that's the, 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 um, all around the board term for, for entity and energetic beings. Right. Let's call them energetic beings because Being. they could be positive and they could be negative. Now, and there's different level of negative gin and different level of positive gin, same as the angels and all of that and demonic entities or disincarnate beings or different things. So there's many different levels to both of them. And a lot of people will have negative energies around them. It is very rare, it's my understanding, what I've seen myself, and I do, I've worked with a couple of my teachers have been doing this work for 50 years. Mm -hmm. It's very rare for an actual full-on possession. Right, okay. But an energy, an entity can be attached to someone, right? Yes. Like you can, an you entity can... can be attached to them, but mm-hmm. not taking over right. them. It can interfere with what's going on in their life and what they do. Mm. Even if they're not attached, they can be around a person in their field and energetic field and still manipulate the person. How do they interfere? And what's going on in their life? How, how, what is the, how is it interfering? Like what's some examples of what, um, what could be? signs of that so there's one there's one level of gin that i've that i've seen and they're kind of like imsters okay little imps and so like you're building you're building a block house they're going to come and kick it over okay okay so your keys get lost oh um, yeah that, that happens you know there's yeah your keys get lost you can't find your phone little kind of tricksters and it's not just gin there are um other other levels that will do the same thing then there are uh, more higher levels that uh, can start to make you uh have illness Mm -hmm. you start to have very physical symptoms because that lower density energy they're feeding off your energy Oh, yeah. So So they like negative energy. That's what they feed off of. So they're going to create chaos in your life and around you to to get you to create more negative energy to feed them. Right. And that's where we have to take ownership of our triggers and how we're, you know, maybe balancing ourselves more to, you know, yes, with our own healing journey like that. That's where we see the connection between trauma wounds and you know, Mm -hmm. reactionary. Mm -hmm. They're there, but um, most people that are, you know, healthy and, 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 
you know, pretty happy in their life and everything, those negative energies aren't, aren't around them okay. that much. You know, they're they're like in that outside off in the playing field over here. Right. Um, but then you take people who um battling with depression. Mm. Or they do have physical illness or a lot of pain where they're in a very weakened state emotionally and physically, then their energy becomes susceptible. Their natural protection becomes susceptible to something like that, being able to come in or getting attracted to them. Wow. Like uh, parasites. This is a good one. Yeah. 85% of the population have parasites and they're not the parasites like ringworm, pinworm and all those things. (laughs) These are energetic parasites. Okay. They look like all different things, but the best way to describe them is most of them look like eels. Okay. With a mouth and they're usually black and they'll be in the body. They are typically neutral. Okay. And they're just energy feeders. They don't realize they they don't realize that by sucking your energy dry, that it can actually cause physical harm or even discomfort in the body. Okay. So they're not doing it to harm you. Maliciously, they're just yeah. trying to they're trying to survive. Right. So you know they're all different sizes, all different things. So you go in and you and you remove them. They can come in and out of your energy field pretty easily. The biggest thing that I teach first thing to my clients and my students is about protection so that you, once we get this stuff cleared out of you, you now you have a protection field and you can keep that up so those things cannot get in. Right. And that's where the daily practices also come in, right? Because yes. you have to um, like... <laughs> The worst place to pick up negative entities of any sort or parasites are bars and clubs. Right. And it's not necessarily because people, because you're, you know, you might go with your friends and have one drink. That's fine. Mm -hmm. It's more because most of the people that hang out in those places, they've got all different kinds of problems going on in their life. Trust me, I used to love to go to the club. I used to love to go to the bar and have a drink. But they hang out there because once you have one drink, two drinks, your energy field starts to get holes in it. Your org field starts to get holes in it. And now they can all get in really fast. And then they'll say, oh, I like her. She (laughs) likes my drink and she likes my music. And she's so much fun. I'm going home with her. And then now you're in trouble. Right. Protection also, you know, and keeping our uh, energy intact. And like, I know for myself, I, I, you know, whenever I I do go out, you know, but I, I prefer not to drink and stuff. And I feel that adds benefit. You know, you have a risk, you know, resistance and you can consciously be protecting yourself from other people's energy. Mm -hmm. So I know in my case, I certainly feel that, but yeah. And it's also obviously, yeah. The, the the protection is also important too because a yeah. lot of people are empathic. Most people are empathic, and that's a great thing. Being empathic is a great thing, and people are like, "No, it's not." Yes, it is. If you know how to use your protection, then you can gauge a room and what is going on in there without it affecting you. Yeah, some people can have sensory like strengths with their nose, with their they can you know they it's all the empathic abilities that kick in to detect. Well, it, most people 
can walk into a room and let's say there was a big fight in this room and it's all quieted down and then someone comes in the room and they say, oh my God, what happened in here? Because they'll say you can cut the tension with a knife because 95% of the population can feel something off, something heavy, something dense. So that's a natural ability in people. Now, in some people, is that ability heightened? Yes, it is. Definitely. But if you learn that protection, how to protect your energy, you can read the situation without it affecting you. Yeah. And that's where tapping into our, you know, starting with meditation, connecting with our intuitive abilities and our inner selves, like that cultivates these increased, you know, psychic abilities are tapped into that way. And, you know, that's how we basically activate our spiritual like our awakening process. So I've certainly learned that and learned a lot of it from you. So <laughs> that was, that's a great explanation. And, and there's, there's a, a lot of, you do a lot also of your own self-learning. You're reading a lot, you're connecting with other teachers, you're connecting with other healers and, and just other people in a spiritual community to learn when I first uh, moved to New York and started that Reiki class, when all of my abilities started to open back up again, I started like crazy reading five, six, seven books a week, yeah. listening to, to see these meditations like crazy every right. three minute I had, I just dove in. And then there would be a time where, okay, I'm not reading anything like a week. Mm. And what it would happen, it was like, it was integrating it, integrating it, it to use. Yes. But I went on information crazy. Me and too. I have, That's I have, <laughs> I have the books to prove it. <laughs> I the, my shelf is it doesn't even fit anymore now. I can totally resonate with what you said. That's what's happening to me in my life. That's actually the reason why I've now created this podcast uh, into the light and. I'm also doing some of this work with you with our the Unity Consciousness Collective of like putting together healers, light workers, you know, anyone looking to help people elevate their frequency and on the spiritual journey. Forging that connection in, in right. one place to get everybody the everybody's information in one place so that you can help to direct people where they need to go, yeah. who's the best for them. And this leads to the project that you're working on now, your, your yeah. Ascension. Project. Yeah, Ascension ascension Journey Mapping and uh, Spirituality Consulting. I think when you're talking about networking together and referring people to different healing modalities, different healers that they might be you know, resonating well with. And that's my goal with my, yeah, my, my spirituality consulting. So, you know, this has been great, Margaret. We learned so much about quantum energy healing, about trauma, about the, your medical background and how this relates to some real, you know, scientific principles. I really love talking about a little bit about the, the gin issues and, you know, what that means to us. And most importantly about uh, Ascension overall, because that's what we're, we're here to learn about. So, you know, thank you so much for everything you shared. I wanted to just uh, one last thing before we wrap, see if you had any information for any of our listeners on where they can find you on social media. I know you have your website, so maybe you could give us a little bit of information of where people can get in touch with you and that you have a lot of courses. So we're excited to hopefully, uh, you know, have our listeners get in touch with you. 
Um, yes. So um, I do many different things, uh, psychic channeling, uh, teach, uh, heal, all different kind of past life regression, many things. My website is seekthelightwithin.com, spelled just how it sounds, Seek the Light Within. And um, I'm on social media, uh, on Facebook, under Margaret Bryant Energy Oracle. You can mm-hmm. find me there. Also, Seek the Light Within. I have a page, Facebook page under that. I'm on Instagram under uh, Margaret Bryant Energy Oracle. And I have a YouTube channel yes. that I've been taking a lot of my old... I did blog talk radio for five and a half years. Mm-hmm. So I've taken some of those old shows and um, putting those meditations up on there. It's not professionally done, but they're telling me there's a matter. Let them go through those meditations. And so I'm trying to work to put together some more content for the YouTube channel so that I, you know, I try to do uh, as much free stuff as I can as well. Mm. So yes, it's very important, you know, to give back. Right. At the end of the day, you do, we do this work, you do this work, like sounds like for helping all of humanity, helping as many people as you can. And hopefully also, uh, I, I know you have maybe some future retreat plans for Egypt or bringing people to Egypt with you. That would be, there's fun. a lot of stuff lot in of the stuff. works. There's a, uh, a retreat that is, uh, in the very beginning planning stages, There is a project for bringing in and completely integrating divine feminine and divine masculine. Oh, right. We didn't talk too much about that. (laughs) We didn't even get to that. And also another project I'm putting together to be able to produce digitally is um, dismantling the patriarchal system. Amazing. That is a part of it. Ego problems. We didn't talk on that too much and uh, patriarchal. We're going to have another episode, but we're going to, uh, <laughs> we're going to, like I said, who can talk all day long. All day long. That's what we love. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I wanted to have a, a way to record it and get it out there to the world. And the work that you do is amazing. It sounds like we're hopefully get get people in touch with you and uh, hear more about your amazing healing work. So thank you so much, Margaret, for joining. And uh, thank you for having me. It's it's (laughs) been my pleasure. Awesome. I'm looking forward to talking again soon on another episode. And for all of our listeners tuning in, thank you for joining. This is Adina Movana and Into the Light podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.